the opening can be up to 10 amos wide. Mirosho, if the opening is at the front, it can be up to 4 tvachim. Rashi explains, for example, if the movoi was 20 amos wide and 10 amos of the entrance were closed so that the remaining entrance was only 10 amos wide and part of the 10 amos closure broke, that opening is permitted to be only 4 tvachim wide. Gemara asks, How come on the side we say 10 damar pitchahu? Because we say up to 10 amos is considered an opening. If it's in the front also, we should say it's an opening. said, We're talking about a case where the opening is at a corner, the front corner of the mavoi, and there cannot be more than four fucking wide because we have a general rule that people don't make openings at corners. Rav Huna Amar, Rav Huna says, in both cases, it may only be up to four tvachim wide. Whether the opening where the wall is broken is on the front or whether it's on the side, it may only be up to four tvachim wide. Only Rav Huna Rav Barava. Rav Huna said to Rav Hanan Barava, Lo tiflo galai, don't argue with me. Rav Huna was a student of Rav, and Rav Hanin Barava is speaking in the name of Rav. Rav Huna says, don't argue with me. De Rav ikla mecharia, because Rav went to a place called Mecharia, the Avad Uda Kavati, and in practice, he did, like me, he only permitted an opening on the side up to four tvachim wide. Amrle, so Rav Hanin Barava responded to Rav Huna, Rav Rav found a field and he built a fence. Rashi explains that this place, Mecharia, was a place of Ame Haaretz, who were lax in mitzvah observance, and therefore Rav was stringent with them to distance them from Avera, like a person who builds a fence around a field to guard it. Really, Rav holds that an opening on the side of a Mavoy can be up to 10 Amos wide, but because he wanted to be stringent with these people who were lax in Halacha, he told them it could only be up to 4 Tvachim wide. Am Rav Nachman Reyitzchak. Rav Nachman Reyitzchak said, Kavatei de Rav Huna Mistavra. Seems more correct, like Rav Huna. De Itmar, because it was said, Mavoy Akum, a Mavoy which is bent, like the picture in Rashi, a Mavoy that forms the shape of a letter L. Rav Amar Toratokim Fulash. Rav says that's considered a Mavoy that's open on both ends. Ushmul Amar Toratokis Satum. And Shmuel says that's considered a mavoi that is closed, that's only open on one end. According to Rav, you need to put a Tzuratapetach at the bend, but according to Shmuel, you don't need to put anything at the bend because it's considered a closed mavoi. Rashi explains that if it's a mavoi that's open on both ends, then a lechi or a kora is not sufficient to permit carrying in it. You need a lechi or a kora at one end and a Tzirata Petach, the form of a doorway, two vertical posts and a horizontal post at the bend. But if you treat it as a Mavoy, which is closed on one end, then you don't need to put anything at the bend. But Mayaskinan, what's the case? Elam of Yotermieser, if the opening is more than 10 Amos, look at the Mavoy that in the picture in Rashi is vertical, going from the bottom of the page to the top of the page, and has an opening to a Mavoy that's horizontal, that runs parallel to the 
wording in Rashi. So if that mavoi that is parallel to the lines of Rashi is more than 10 amos wide, then the opening, the side opening of the other mavoi is going to be more than 10 amos. In such a case, would Shmuel say that it's considered closed? It has an opening on the side more than 10 amos wide. That's not closed. It must be that the opening, in other words, the width of the second mavoi is 10 or less. And nevertheless, nevertheless, Rav said, that's considered an opening. It's considered as if the mavoi runs straight through. It must be that Rav holds that the maximum opening that's permitted on the side of a mavoi is four tvachim. Now, there are many other shiurim besides ten amos and four tvachim, but those are the two that were said in the name of Rav. Rav Hanin Varava said ten amos, and Rav Huna, who was a student of Rav, said four tvachim. Clearly, they're not arguing about a case where it's more than 10. They must be arguing about a case where it's between 4 Tvachim and 10 Amos. So you see that Rav considers 4 Tvachim to be an opening. The Rav Hanan Barava, and what would Rav Hanan Barava say? Shani Hatam, it's different there to Kabaki Barabim, because there the multitudes walk through it. People go from Rishusarabim on one end of one Mavoi to Rishusarabim on the other end of one the other mavoi, through the two mavoos, through the two alleyways. So it's a public thoroughfare, and therefore we have to be machmir, even though it's a smaller opening. But if it was just a regular mavoi with the wall broken down on the side, then it would be permitted to be open up to ten amos. The Mara continues, so does that mean Rav Huna holds that more than four makes it invalid even when people are not going through it? Because we said that Rav Hanan Barava agrees that where people are going through it, the smaller shear applies. And Rav Huna, who says the smaller shear always applies, must be arguing about something. So he must be arguing that even, even where the multitudes don't go through it, the smaller shear applies. In that case, Maishnam Midravi Ami Ravi Asi. Then how is it different from the case of Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi that we had on Daf Hay Amud Aleph, who said that if the side wall of a mavoi is broken down, if this part that's standing towards the opening is for Tvachim, then an opening can be up to ten Amos. The Ritva explains that until now we might have thought that Rav Huna and Rav Ami and Rav Asi were not arguing because one was talking about where many people go through it, and one was talking about where, men, where there are not many people going through it. But now that we said that Rav Huna requires the smaller shear even where there are not many people going through it, then why is this situation different from the situation of Rav Ami and Rav Asi, where they permitted a larger opening? Our answer is, In the case of Rav Ami and Rav Asi, the wall was not broken down to the ground. There were still three or four tfachim standing. So that's not a kosher mechitza, because it's not ten tfachim high, but it's not completely broken down. And there, we can be lenient to allow a wider opening. And Rav Huna is talking about a case where it's completely broken down to the ground, where there's nothing standing at all, and there, he requires a smaller opening. Tosos points out that there is a difference between a shear of four tvachim and ten amos, in that four tvachim means up to four tvachim, 
not including four tvachim. And when we talk about ten amos, it means up to and including ten amos. Gemara continues. How do you make an Eruv on a road of Rishisarabim? You make a Tzorasa Pesach on one end, and a Lechi and a Korah on the other end. Hanania Omer, Hanania says that it's a Machlokas. You need a door on this end and a door on that end. And when you go in and out, you have to close the door. You make a door on one end and a lechi and a korah at the other end. The Gemara asks, Are you saying that Rishusha Ravim can have an Eruv? Vatanya, what we learned, more than that, Rabbi Yehuda said, referring to a machlokas in Masechet Shabbos and also later in this Masechet, about various structures and how to permit carrying under them. And that Brisa continues, Even more than that, Rabbi Yehuda said, If someone has two houses, on two sides of Shusarabim, He puts a lechi on one end of one house and a lechi on the other end of the same house, or he puts a Korah across the Shusarabim from one house to the other, and he can carry in the middle. Amrulo, the Chachamim said to him, to Rabbi Yehuda, we do not make an Eruv in Shusarabim in this manner. So we see that you cannot make an Eruv in Shusarabim at all. If you'll say, no, only in that manner you cannot make an Eruv. But with doors, you can make an Eruv. But Rabbi Barbachana said the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Yerushalayim, if not for the fact that its doors were closed at night, you'd be obligated for carrying there because of Rishusarabim. Yerushalayim is a walled city, but it meets all the criteria for Rishusarabim, which we'll define shortly. And therefore, unless the doors were closed at night, it would, you could not carry there. Bamar Ula and Ula said, Hani Abule de Machoza, it's the streets of Machoza, city in Bavel, if not for the fact that its doors were closed at night, you'd be Chayev for Shusarabim. So you see that you cannot make an Eruv in Shusarabim except by having a wall around it with doors that close at night. So what is the Brisa asking when it says, how do you make an Eruv on Shusarabim? And it answers, you put a Tzursa Petzah here and a Lachi there, or, and Hananiah says it's a Machlokis Veshamayin Hillel, but they all seem to say it's permitted. Before we go on to see how the Gemara will reinterpret the Brisa, just a few very important points. First of all, what is a Rishusarabim? Rashi says that it's 16 Amos wide, there are 600,000 people there, the streets go straight through from one end of the city to another, and there's no wall. If it has those characteristics, it is a Rishusarabim. Rashi says, because we learn from the, from the camp in the desert, and those were its attributes. We know that it traveled on roads that were 16 almost wide because 
We learned in Masech Shabbos that's how wide the wagons that carried the Mishkan were, two wagons side by side, carrying the boards of the Mishkan on them, took up 16 Amos, and we know that there were 600,000 people. The Tosos asks, there were more than 600,000 people. There were women and children in Erev Rav. The Tosos answers, we only deal with the numbers that the Torah says explicitly in calculating what is Erev Shisarabim. And the Torah did not tell us how many women and children in Erev Rav there were. Therefore, we do not take them into consideration. Many Rishonim hold this way, that Erev Shisarabim has to be 16 almost wide and have 600,000 people. But there are many Rishonim who argue the Gemara specifically mentions the criterion of being 16 Amos wide. The criterion of having 600,000 people is never mentioned explicitly in the Gemara. And there are many Rishonim who disagree with Rashi and Tosos and the other Rishonim who say 600,000 people is a criterion. And they say if it is 16 Amos wide, it's a Rishasarabim. And this has very significant implications because according to the opinion that you have to have 600,000 people, there are very few places in the world that are Erishusaravim Doraisa. But according to the opinion that the only criterion is being 16 almost wide, there are many places that have Erishusaravim Doraisa, and that means you could only carry there if they have a wall around them with gates that close at night. And since our cities don't have walls around them and don't have gates that close at night, you could not carry there you could not make an Eruv in our cities, according to those Rishonim and Achronim who hold that 600,000 people is not a criterion. And the Mishnabura lists many poskim on both sides and actually says it's preferable to rely on the more stringent opinion. Often you'll run into a person who says, I don't use the Eruv. If you don't know better, you'll think he's being haughty, that he thinks the Eruv is not kosher enough for him. And that's actually usually not what's happening. What's usually happening is that that person is machmir, like those Rishonim and Achronim, who hold that you cannot make an Eruv in our cities, which is actually the opinion that the Mishnabura favors. There are many poskim who are lenient and say you can rely on the opinion of Rashi and Tosus and others that say 600,000 is a criterion, but that's what that argument is about. Another point here, which also has practical implications, is regarding Ula's statement that the streets of Mechoza would be a Shusarabim, if not that it was a walled city whose doors were closed at night. We learned in Masachet Brachos that there's a bracha to say when you see an Uchlusa, 600,000 people. And the Gemara says, Ein Uchlusa b'Bavel. There is no Uchlusa in Bavel. And therefore, you would not say this bracha in Bavel. Taken literally, the Gemara is saying there's no place in Bavel that has 600,000 people. And yet here, Ula says that the streets of Mechoza do have 600,000 people. The Sefer Megadim Chadashim brings a few different answers to this question. One is that the Rambam says that this bracha is only said in Eretz Yisrael. And when the Gemara says, it means there's no halacha of Uchlusa in Bavel, that this bracha is not to be said in Bavel. But others explain that when the Gemara says, Ein Uchlusa Bavel, it means there's no place in Bavel where you will find 600,000 Jews in one place, and there's no place in Bavel where you will find 600,000 
non-Jews in one place, and therefore the bracha on seeing 600,000 Jews cannot be said, and the bracha on seeing 600,000 goyim cannot be said. And when Ula says that the streets of Mechoza have 600,000 people, he means Jews and goyim combined. And that's halachically significant because that means that according to Ula, at least, when you're counting 600,000 people to, for purposes of determining if a place is Rosh Hashanah, it would mean you count Jews and non-Jews together. Well, that's, uh, as well, an issue that's discussed in the postgame. How do you count 600,000 people? The Gemara continues, Amar of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Hachik Amar, this is what the Brisa means to ask. Ketzad ma'arvin mevo'otam fulashim l'shudarbim. Not, how do you make an Eruv in Rosh Hashanah, but how do you make an Eruv for a Mavoy, which is open on both ends to Rosh Hashanah. And the answer is, you make a Tzurasa Pesach on one end, or a Lechi, or a Korah, on the other end. That's how the Tanakhama answers the question, and Hananiah says, it's a Machlokes, Beishamai, and Beishelo. Itmar, it was said, Rav Amar Hechatakitanakama, Rav says Allah is like the Tanakama, Shmuel Amar Halacha Kihananya, and Shmuel says the Allah is like Hananya, that is Basilal, according to Hananya. According to Rav, a Mavoy which is open on both ends to Rishusaravim needs a Tsursa Pesach on one side and a Lechi and a Korah on the other side. And according to Shmuel, it needs a door on one side and a Lechi and a Korah on the other side. So Beishamai in the Brisa said that the doors have to be closed at night. According to Beishelel, does the door, the one door, have to be closed at night? Tashma, come in here, Da'amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Rav Yehuda said that Shmuel said, You don't have to close it. And likewise, Rav Matna said that Shmuel said, You don't need to close it. Ika da Amri, some say, Amar of Matna bitidi have uvda, the Amar Lishmuel ain't certainly all. Some say that Rav Matna said, I had this question as a practical matter, and Shmuel told me, you don't have to close the door. According to the first version, Rav Matna is saying, I heard in Shear in the yeshiva that Shmuel said, you don't have to close it. And according to the second version, Rav Matna is saying, I had a practical shaila, and Shmuel told me, you don't have to close it. They asked Ravanan, Serchlin Olo, in Serchlin Olo, do you need to close it or do you not need to close it? Amalahu, she said, Tachazi Haine Abula de Narda, the Timan Ampalgayu, Baafra, Baayo, Benafik, Marshul, Lor Marlu Vlomidi. So he said, Come and see the gates of the, of the roads of Naharda, which were buried up to half their height in dirt, so they couldn't open or close. And Shmuel would go in and out of these gates. Lomidi never said any, a word to anyone. you got to fix that or we can't carry. Amar of Kahana, Hanach Megufotavai. Rav Kahana said that's no proof that they could be wide open because those doors were half open, half closed. Ki Atar of Nachman Amar, Panyu And when Rav Nachman came, he said, move away the dirt. Gemara asks, Lema Kasavar of Nachman, circling all is Rav Nachman saying you need to close the doors? Lo, now, as long as they are fit to close, they don't need to close. This as well has practical applications for us in our Eruv. There's one place in our Eruv where we are using the fence of a school bus depot as the wall of our Eruv, and the fence has gates in it that open and close. Now, when Shabbos starts 
early in the winter, sometimes not all of the school buses are home yet, or not all of the workers have left the depot and the gates are still open. And likewise, if Yom Kippur falls on a weekday, the gates might be open, although in our county there's no public school in Yom Kippur. But the buses could be going in and out, sometimes on Shabbos or on Yom Kippur when we need the Eruv. And what we rely on is the fact that since the gates can close, and in fact they do close them at night, even though they are at that moment open, it's considered as if they're closed. There was a bent mavoy in Narda, not L-shaped like the one before, but U-shaped, or an upside-down letter Ches, like the picture in Rashi. They applied to it the Chumrah of Rav, the stringency of Rav, and the stringency of Shmuel, and they required doors. The stringency of Rav is that it's treated as being open on both ends to Shusarabim, even though it's bent in two places. They nevertheless required doors at the places where it turns, where the Mavos open to each other. Umar asked why. Rab said, the Allah is like the Tanakama, that you only need a Surasa Pesach at one side and a Lechi and a Korah at the other side. You don't need doors at all. Rab never mentioned doors. Umar says, Kishuel, the Amar Halacha Yes, they were stringent like Shmuel who said the halacha is like Hananiah. But if you're being stringent like Shmuel, Shmuel said that it's considered a closed malvoy, and it doesn't need anything at the corners. But they were also stringent like Rav, who says that it's considered an open malvoy, a malvoy that's open on both ends, and you do need something at the corners. So they were stringent like both opinions. Tomorrow, the Gemara will discuss this idea of being stringent like two different opinions, but for now we will stop.